0: Hey panavi hey (laughs) ¶¶ Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Mornings with Pastor Adam on the West Coast Bible Teacher Podcast. Did you have a good week? I uh, got to spend time with some family, so... That was nice. Of course, Sunday morning. Yesterday morning, that was a uh, work morning for me because I'm a pastor. And uh, we had an incredibly busy morning at the church yesterday. I was uh, running back and forth. People needed uh, me here and there and everywhere. And, <laughs> But it's, of course, a joy. It's nothing but pleasure doing what I do. I love it. <laughs> Last week at the church office... A female church leader and I, we met with this gal who's been uh, experiencing suicidal thoughts. A number of years back, she had a bout with depression and uh, caused her actually to attempt suicide. By the grace of God, she survived that attempt. A number of years later now, she's experiencing depression again. Uh, She's been having those thoughts which, you know, ask the question over and over in her mind is life worth living? Is it worth getting up every day and facing the difficulties that we all got to face on a regular basis? And then these thoughts have expanded in her mind, she told us, to the point where she's hearing a voice almost telling her that, you know, she's uh, really not saved and that God doesn't care about her and, you know, all these types of things. Now, this fellow staff member and I, we... Spent quite a while talking with her. We first listened to her story for a while, and we shared some scripture with her, of course. We gave her counsel to the best of our ability, with the Holy Spirit guiding, guiding us along the way. But hearing the details of her story gave me the opportunity then to share my own testimony with her. And I was able to share my own experience years ago where I battled the same type of thing, a heavy-duty depression, where I was getting these intense, intrusive thoughts coming into my head. That was a very difficult time in my life. I was around 20 years old at the time. The pain that I was experiencing was practically unbearable, and it's a miracle that I got through it. However, looking back, I see so clearly that One reason why God allowed me to experience that period of depression was so that I would then be able to, in the future, then encourage and guide those who are going through similar struggles. 2 Corinthians 1, 3-4 Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we we ourselves receive from God. God will guide you in the struggle you're facing so that you can in turn guide others with the same wisdom that the Lord imparted on you as he was teaching you things through your trial. And God has certainly been able to use difficulties that I experienced in the past to go help me heap encouragement on other people who might be experiencing similar things in the present. In this particular situation, it was that of a gal who is experiencing depression, one that involves heavy duty, intrusive thoughts in her head, tormenting thoughts. And last week, when we were talking with her in the church office, I explained to her that back when I was 20, and I was going through my own bout with an extreme depression, one that did involve a battle with intrusive thoughts, I explained to this gal that one key thing that God taught me through this trial was that of the importance of having a firm foundation upon the Word of God. Now. The concept of having a firm foundation upon God's Word, of course, you know, that's a very broad concept. We can do a whole podcast series on the importance of being grounded upon God's Word. And all the things in your Christian walk that hinge upon having such a firm foundation. But in this particular specific case, with the girl that I was counseling last week, the focus was mainly that on when the enemy comes for us and our thoughts. Ephesians chapter 6, we read in verse 16 that we're to take up the shield of faith so that we can extinguish all the flaming arrows or fiery darts of the evil one. These fiery darts often try to make their way into our minds, and the enemy will seek to put any thought in your mind that can redirect your focus away from that of the truth of God's purposes in your life. That's why you've got to make sure, of course, that you have the belt of truth buckled around your waist. It's interesting in Ephesians 6. The belt of truth is the first piece of the armor that Paul lists. All the other pieces of the armor, the shield of faith, helmet of salvation and all that, they all hinge on that of God's truth. Our minds need to be saturated with God's truth. Because if our minds are saturated with God's truth we will then be able to better distinguish between the truth of God and the lies of the enemy. Jesus identified Satan as the father of lies. He told the religious leaders in John eight forty four, You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. We see that in the book of Job. In the beginning of that book, before Satan received uh, permission by God to attack Job, Satan lied about Job. Satan, as the accuser of the brethren, that's another title for Satan in the Bible, he accused Job of being a follower of God only because God had blessed him greatly. The Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. But Satan replied, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands, so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. But now, stretch out your hand and strike everything that he has, and he will surely then curse you to your face. Satan here, he's the accuser of the brethren. We see, of course, later that God did strike Job in the way that Satan was requesting for him to. But we read that Job and all of that, he did not curse God, nor did he charge God foolishly. Everything that was coming out of Satan's mouth about Job, they were lies. Again, remember this girl that we counseled last week. One thing is that she says she's been getting these intrusive thoughts, telling her that she's not saved, and God doesn't care about her and all these types of things. And these thoughts have been oppressing her making her depression all the worse. But I again shared my own testimony with her. When I was battling intrusive thoughts back when I was around 20 years old, coupled with this intense depression I was going through, where I had to take a leave of absence of work and and all these things, you know, all these serious things occurred, God did help me get through it. But God showed me That if I had been better grounded upon his word, if I had more Bible knowledge at the time, if I had a stronger grasp upon God's truths at the time, if my mind had been more saturated with the truth of his word at that time, then the enemy's fiery darts probably wouldn't have been as effective on me as they were at the time. With all these thoughts that he was throwing into my mind. And, and I was just going through this oppression. Depressed. Now, God works out all things together for good. And so, what happened back during that heavy-duty depression I went through, back when I was 20, what happened was the Lord used it to force me into his word. Really, for the first time in my life. I mean, really studying the Word, spending six to eight hours a day in the Word. And as a result, I was finally able to, for the first time in my life, have the belt of truth fastened about me. And then all the other pieces of the armor fell into place in my life as a result of that. Since then, sure, the enemy has tried at times to bring back his fiery darts, you know, to attack me. But you see, he can't get to me with that anymore because I'm better able to resist him because I've been saturated with God's truth. James 4, 7-10 Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted, and mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and then He shall lift you up. You see, before my trial at the age of 20, I never did any of that. I wasn't fully submitted to the Lord. I wasn't filled with the Spirit. I didn't have God's truth fully fastened around my waist like a belt at all times. And so I was more susceptible to the enemy's attacks when he came for my thoughts. But you see, believers who get those thoughts need to recognize what they are. They're lies. They're lies from the enemy. And if you truly have your mind saturated with God's truth then you'll better be able to identify those lies a mile away and you'll be able to shake them off more easily when they come into your mind. Because if you spent lots of time in the Word, then you'll have a huge collection of scriptures that are serving as a shield against those lies. And you'll be able to throw scriptures back at the enemy when he he throws these thoughts into your head. For instance, you start to get anxious about your life situation, whatever's happening, where things are going in your life, you know, and then hypotheticals come into your mind, considering, you know, recent difficulties, you know, circumstances that you're experiencing. But instead of hyper-focusing then on these anxious thoughts, you can simply quote scripture, no, no, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And so, in all this, having a firm foundation upon the Word of God is important for many different reasons, including that of the tendency for believers to fall into depressive states. The battle is often in the mind, and I experienced it when I was younger, and this gal uh, that we counseled last week at the church, she's experiencing it right now as well. But it was wonderful that we were able to, of course, counsel her for a while last week in the church office, and the meeting ended very well. She told us that she was very grateful that we were able to talk with her. And uh, we were quite grateful that she came into the church office to talk with us, that she sought out spiritual support from her church during this difficult time. So let today's podcast be an encouragement for you to live the rest of the week with your mind saturated in God's Word in order to protect against intrusive and depressive thoughts that often can come into our mind from the enemy, to distract us to take our focus off of God's purposes for us in our lives and to put our focus on things that really don't matter and things that, again, often aren't even true. Look at how awful your life is. You know, the enemy is telling you, you know, look, look at this. And in reality, there's so much as a believer for you to be thankful for. There's so much that you have. But again, these are just all lies from the enemy telling you that your life isn't good, your life isn't this, your life isn't that. (laughs) So I would encourage you with this today. This has been Mornings with Pastor Adam, everyone, on the West Coast Bible Teacher Podcast. If you like this podcast, I would encourage you to share it with someone who you believe will also be blessed by it. Um, write a positive review from me if you can. You know, Give me five stars on whatever podcast directory you access this podcast on. Um, Also check out my website, westcoastbibleteacher.com, where you can uh, find my blog and also subscribe to my email list. I would encourage you to do that as well. So this has been Pastor Adam, everybody. God bless you. Have a good Monday, the start of the week, and I will talk to all of you tomorrow morning.